is our national holy day. A day that remarkably, in the United States, we stop what we're doing and take time to offer thanks for all that has been. It's really quite remarkable. And since there is no music today, I'm sure you're all thinking this will take an hour. Well, it's not. So we're going to add a little bit here at the beginning. We're going to do one of those things that Catholics don't like to do. We're going to ask you to pair off in twos, even if you have to move and talk to somebody you don't know, and take a minute or two to share with one another what you are thankful for in this last year. And remember that the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. And when we bring our gifts to the altar at each Mass, we're offering all that we are, our joys and our sorrows, our hopes and our suffering, our dreams, and what we regret has not come to be. So if you would each take pair off, and um, we will, I'd ask you each to take about a minute to share one or two things you're grateful for, and then for the other person to share, and then for each of you to reflect on what you've heard from the other person. Is that clear? Okay. When the phone rang early this morning, I was not happy. I guess it was obvious. The student chaplain at UT Medical Center on the other end of the phone sensed that she had woken me up. Could I please come in immediately? The patient in room 1206 was dying and wanted to receive anointing and viaticum. I was annoyed. I had just been to room 1206 12 hours before. We had received a voicemail yesterday asking for a chaplain to come, but the voicemail gave no information on the urgency of the situation, what the patient desired, and it provided no callback number. When I had gotten to the hospital, I could not find a nurse or a chaplain who could tell me anything about what the patient wanted, and the patient was asleep. So I left, having done nothing. So this poor chaplain this morning on the phone got an earful from me. Could she please instruct her fellow student chaplains as we continue to tell them when they leave voicemails for the priests? Could they provide detailed information, including a callback number? When we get these requests without sufficient information, it is difficult to adequately minister to the patients. I had Thanksgiving Mass this morning, and I still needed to prepare my homily. One reason that I needed more time to prepare this homily is that the engineer and rule follower in me has always struggled with this gospel passage. I've heard it many times, but I've never had to preach on it before. The nine Jewish men with leprosy didn't do anything wrong, did they? They followed the directions of Jesus in the Torah. Go show yourselves to the priest and be declared clean. But as I turned on the coffee maker this morning, I got a grip of myself. This woman was dying, and it was not her fault that I had received lousy information the night before. I'd go to the hospital first, and the people of Blessed John the 23rd Parish could suffer through a less-than-ideal homily. When I arrived at the hospital 30 minutes later, caffeinated, showered, shaved, and having enjoyed a beautiful sunrise behind the sun sphere as I bolted down I-275, it was clear that I would not have been able to provide the necessary ministry at the hospital the night before. 
Now, the patient's family was gathered around her, keeping vigil. I asked the five adult children to share memories of their mother. Through watery eyes, they told of a woman who had given tireless to each of them and to the extended community in New Orleans. As we joined hands and prayed, the dying woman awoke. I anointed her and coaxed a sliver of the Eucharist into her mouth. It was truly a moment of thanksgiving. The word Eucharist comes from the Greek word for thanksgiving. In this terrible moment of death, the tears began to flow. The family was filled with gratitude for all that had been, all they had shared, and how this woman had brought them so close to God. Afterwards, I grabbed a quick breakfast in the hospital cafeteria, and I reflected on how my morning had paralleled our gospel passage. As scripture scholar R. Alan Culpepper points out, this passage in our Bible shows that gratitude can only happen when we place something besides ourselves at the center of our concern. There was nothing in the Torah or in what Jesus said that insisted that the men with leprosy were to do nothing else before they went to the priest. The Torah only required them to go to the priest to be declared clean before they entered back into community life. But Jesus was passing by the town. If they didn't stop what they were doing at the moment they realized that they were cured and returned to Jesus, they would never have a chance to express their gratitude to him. Similarly, when I had finally gotten over how I had been inconvenienced by the lack of information in last night's voicemail, I was able to focus instead on the needs of the dying woman. The ability to be grateful is a sign of having faith. Faith and gratitude are inseparable. Both require us to have humility, to realize that our concerns are secondary to the acts of God. Faith requires us to pause from our worldly concerns and make time for God. Gratitude is the act of pausing from our concerns to make time to thank God and the people around us. Often when I visit hospitals and nursing homes, I pray a passage from the fourth chapter of Philippians with the patients. It seems appropriate today as well. Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again. Rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious. If there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things.
keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen through the gospel, then the God of peace will be with you. Amen.